1: Spent two weeks talking about Kawhi in this diner. All we
0: got was four large orange juice. Hope you're feeling better though. This is great. Honestly, the best orange juice I've ever had. But by the way, do you think Kawhi was the one that hired that helicopter?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just to stress out Lawrence Frank for two more days? Yeah.
0: Just like, yo, Lawrence Frank, make sure you give up Shea Gilds Alexander. Like, uh, Uncle Dad is just texting people the flight code, being like, yo, track this right now. Put it on Twitter for 500 retweets.
1: Congratulations, Lawrence Frank. It's gone, but we're still here. I was really hoping that the last episode of Kawhi Watch was going to be Kawhi actually sitting in between us and announcing the decision, but life's full of disappointments. I'm sure you're too young to know that, but All right. that's how it works.
0: It sucks that he's gone. It really does. Um, I think what this series showed us was that nobody knew anything about Kawhi. Nobody. And reading into little clues was hilarious, but considering that it took something monumental. The movement of another star in a huge blockbuster trade to get him to go to Los Angeles. I don't know about you, but like halfway through the
1: process last week, I had counted out the Clippers just because of their roster. Like we had gone through their roster and said that it was a basketball situation. Like the Clippers were number three behind the Raptors and the Lakers. Yeah, they
0: were signing like Rodney Magruder and stuff. So I I don't know. It seemed like they were out. But then, of course, they had all those picks and they, they got Paul George. Congratulations to the Clippers. You guys are finally relevant.
1: Congratulations, Lawrence Frank. I'm not gonna delete any of my tweets. I can't believe Lawrence Frank also finished ahead of Masai in the executive of the year. Just like a double gut punch.
0: Again, if I see yeah. Lawrence Frank in the street, I'm I'm, I'm fighting you. Like, that still, <laughs> we not that's still have stands. these threats on camera? That still stands. Yo, yeah,
1: I'm not doing any of that. You know how many teams have won a championship since 1991 in the NBA? How many? 11. All right. Like, that's one third of the league, but like, that's like over a 30 year span. Yeah. And you know, you look at teams like, think about, The Cavaliers, they had LeBron James for, I think, 11 seasons Mm -hmm. over two different stints. Mm. How many championships did they win? One. One. Think about the Thunder. For a decade, they've had Westbrook, Durant, Harden, Paul George recently. How many titles? How many titles did they win? Zero. Yeah, like, you know how hard winning a championship is? And I think we just saw that firsthand that the Raptors built a team. They brought in Kawhi. They had Kawhi for one year and they won the championship. Obviously, there's all these other circumstances that came together. And, you know, you have to give credit to Masai and the Raptors suit for building a team that was ready to contend once they got a superstar in. The leverage thing is something that people are going to talk about. But, you know, I think in the end, if, if Kawhi was dead set on going to the Clippers, you know, he was going to do whatever it took. And the Clippers, obviously, were going to do whatever it took. And they did, right? Mm-hmm, they yep. gave up, I think, the next five years of draft picks. Uh, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, yep. Gallinari. They basically mortgaged their whole future to get the two stars. So. Um, you know, in a way, honestly, I kind of respect if, if we step aside from the fact that we wanted Kawhi to come back. I mm-hmm. kind of respect the maneuvering that he was doing behind the scenes. Like, I think it's kind of hilarious that LeBron was trying to recruit him yeah. into this big three. And Kawhi was basically just like, why don't I just be LeBron? Why don't I get Paul George to request a trade just like LeBron got Anthony Davis to request a trade? Like, why don't I yeah. just make my own team in the same building as LeBron? Like, I think there's something badass about
0: that. <laughs> no, I mean we know Kawhi is a supremely confident human being. Yeah. He, as much as the Raptors are gonna offer him a championship situation where you come back to the reigning champs and you can go back to the finals and have a really good shot of winning, Kawhi realizes that wherever he goes, he can kind of form that same situation. And I know some Raptors fans don't want to necessarily hear that, but like, the Raptors are special, but also Kawhi is like very, very special. And once he goes to the Clippers, that that team might be the best team in the NBA. He literally changed. What the fate of like four franchises, five franchises in like the one entire night? the entire league <laughs> in one night, the entire league changed. It was amazing. He was the most powerful man in the NBA, and he decided to exercise it accordingly. And again, this is sort of like in terms of the era player movement that sort of LeBron ushered in in 2010 when he got the Big Three to form together. This is sort of the lo- like logical extension of that. I mean, Kawhi's not doing anything new necessarily. He's just kind of playing by the same rules everyone else does. Like when you have this chance as a player to have this much power over the league, you stack the deck in in, in your favor. And that's what Kawhi did. So I think ultimately
1: the thing that was tough for the Raptors, too, is that I don't think Masai or when Kawhi was looking at the situation, you could pitch him beyond next season. Right. Like there's obviously a clear path to run it back, Mm -hmm. get back to the finals and, and repeat as champions. But Kawhi seemed like at least towards the at the end of the process that he wasn't interested in a short term deal. Yeah. Like, like you know, after what happened in San Antonio and the one-year stop in Toronto, I think it was time for him to, to pick a place to settle down. And, right. you know, maybe Toronto would have been in better position mm. if the team was built differently. Right. But, you know, the way I look at it, too, is that you know, before Kawhi came this season, the Wheel North era was gonna be remembered for the playoff failures. Like as much oh, yeah. as much as the Raptors had made kind of leaps and bounds as a regular season team, mm-hmm. setting franchise record and wins, you were gonna remember all those losses to the Cavaliers. And yep. in like the most devastating fashion. Like increasingly devastating. Losing by like forty, like, <laughs> like the PJ regularly. Tucker comics, like the oh, LeBron man. like the LeBron defender, like all of that stuff. Like that's what we are gonna be remembered for. And Kawhi helped give the Raptors, like, a perfect end to that era. Yeah. And to go where we're... And and I think that's the other thing, too, for fans is that, man, the Raptors did a great job during this one season. And I don't feel like all of that is going to be wasted. No. Like, I feel like the Raptors are on the cusp of being that free agent destination. Look at Brooklyn. Yeah. Three years ago, Brooklyn was the laughing stock of the league. They had given up their entire future to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, they announced the signings of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Look at the Clippers. They've never been to the conference finals. And yep. they positioned themselves. They built a front office. Obviously, there is some geographical advantage of being in L.A. Yeah. And they were able to get two stars. Yeah. The Raptors are right there. And it only takes one. Mm-hmm. Once it happens, then you are a destination.
0: Does Kawhi leaving give you any sort of thought in terms of maybe the Raptors should try to pursue non-American players as much as possible in order to sort of try to use that advantage? Because as you mentioned, if LA has a geographical advantage, if New York has a geographical advantage, like with the amount of talent that Canada is producing, do you feel like Canada should be leveraging their own geographical Oh, yeah, advantage? for sure. I, I mean, right now, there's not a player of Kawhi's caliber anywhere in Canada, but I mean, <laughs> eventually, maybe that's something yeah, that comes Yeah, maybe out. Elijah Fisher, who's in eighth grade right now. I mean, like, he's yeah, coming. You, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a deep pull.
1: <laughs> no, but like, since like the Brian Colangelo era, they've put an yeah. emphasis on international players, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously like Lennis Clazer or Leandro Barbosa isn't exactly a Kawhi Leonard type. But you even look at the team that's been built yeah. for, for last year, right? And Masai kind of mm-hmm. listing off the different continents when he sat there at the season-ending press conference, right? Yep. Shouted out Taiwan as well. Yeah, of course. Shouted out Bobby Webster
0: yep. as Hawaiian well. Hawaiian legend.
1: Yeah, so I do think, you know, Probably the big free agent that the Raptors are
0: eventually going to land is going to be an international player. And even Canadian players, right? I'm just envisioning a scenario where RJ Barrett, who throughout the finals was cheering for the Raptors, even though he had already been drafted to the Knicks. Um, You know, like a guy like RJ Barrett. He wants to go home. In like six years, calling, you know, the Knicks and being like, I'm sorry. Like uh, Fred VanVleet gave me a phone call and I'm going home. Yeah. Like that's what I'm hoping for. Listen, James Dolan, I've seen the stats on RJ Barrett,
1: first two games of Summer League. I think he's like eight for 32. His career is unsalvageable. It's time to pick up the phone, call yeah. Masai,
0: let's get this trade done. Let's go.
1: It'd be hilarious if Kyle, after all this, was traded to the Knicks after all.
0: I think you have to be prudent and look at trading some of the vets, but yeah. trading Kyle would just be so gut-wrenching after all this. No. I think you... Give Kyle a victory lap. Give Kyle Maybe a until lab. the trade deadline. Trade well, deadline? I think... So, um, I forgot who else said this, but, like, just give this team a deadline. Like, let's see where this team is January 1. Yeah. And if they're bad, move the veterans. If they're good, just, you know... I moved the veterans, actually. I'm still kind of in favor of moving the veterans. Yeah, no. I um, I think
1: at some point you have to do, obviously, what's best
0: for the future of the franchise.
1: And to be honest, if you want to look at it a particular way, like Kawhi delayed the rebuild by a year. Like, probably if they weren't able to move pieces, they might have just... You know, said okay, we're gonna
0: play until the end of Kyle and Demar's contracts. Yeah, and, and, that was know. the three-year window. Yeah, and then they just traded two years of that window for one for a championship. An actual trade. So, do pretty do. good trade. What are you looking forward to? Are you looking forward to next season? I am, as a Raptors fan. I've always wondered what a guy like Masai jerry would do in a rebuilding situation. Yeah, we've seen him build from the middle and get to a championship level. Yeah, not right. championship
1: level to a championship.
0: Yeah. Please so, be clear with your words. All right. We, the Raptors won a championship. Don't forget that. Don't let that go. Yeah. But I've always been curious what a general manager like Messiah Ujiri can do um, if given the reins to actually rebuild. They were almost going to do that in 2013, yeah. thankfully they didn't. Um, and I'm just curious. Like, you get Pascal some run. You give Van Vliet some run. You, you get what the Raptors are doing right now. They're getting Stanley Johnson. They're getting Ronnie Halls Jefferson. These guys aren't, like, high upside, you know, um, talent yeah. plays. But Matt these Matt Thomas. Yeah, 99% shooter, Matt Thomas. Um, the great one. The great one already, sure. Yeah, definitely not a Blue Jays pitcher. And you get these guys in, and you see what these young guys can do. you Also, OG's there, Norm's there. Again, none of these guys are going to be, outside of Pascal, like huge breakout stars. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even last season, we didn't think Pascal was going to be a huge breakout star, like in, the yeah. way he is now. So, you give these young guys some run, you give him a, size, a chance to actually rebuild the team. And, again, he's, an, he's been a phenomenal general manager. Like, every single year the last six years the Raptors have improved so I, I want to see what it looks like from you know the bottom up I'm like
1: you like I think I'm really excited to see how some of these guys especially Pascal is going to do in an elevated role and you know yeah. Stanley Johnson is going to show up on media day and tell everyone to believe in the city and believe in yourself okay and, um, I can't when, wait for Rondé Hall's Jefferson to <laughs> tweet I got us don't worry <laughs> and when um, when the Raptors split the first two games against the Pistons in the first round next season Nick Nurse is going to be like let's get one in Detroit and OG's going to be like yo fuck it let's get both yeah. I, can't wait. So, I, can't I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. You got wait. me hyped, man. I already, you already talked in, myself into the Raptors making the conference finals yeah. next season. Yeah,
0: and listen, there's gonna be no stress either. Okay, if the Raptors win like 30 games, okay, no he's lying. He's gonna be stressed on opening
1: games, night. No... He's, you could be stressed on opening night when they're down seven points to the Bucks at the first timeout. So you know, Kawhi watch was fun mostly, yeah. except for the ending. Yeah, I was um, look, sorry,
0: <laughs> people. We're sorry that we gave you so much confidence again. Like everyone else, nobody knows anything about koalas. Nobody so. knows anything.
1: Honestly, yeah. if we were to do
0: it again today, I would say 99.98% again. <laughs> okay. Listen,
1: Masai, I take the Masai believe in yourself thing very seriously. So when Masai uh-huh. sat up there and said he was confident, I had to back my guy. So um, yeah. what was the funniest, you know, I think we were trying to pick out different clues and things mm-hmm. like that. What was, the, was there something that like, you know, stuck out to you
0: in terms of, oh man, in retrospect, this was really funny or in retrospect, this didn't matter? Okay, first off, this whole Kawhi pursuit and free agency process deserves its own book. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Get, get working on it. Already, Yo, publishers, right? hit me up. Yeah, yeah, already. Available. Um, the funniest thing to me was when there was that article that was put out there that the Barbados tourism board oh. offered him a free trip <laughs> if he stayed in Toronto, and then he showed up in Barbados. Now, it, later it was confirmed that they were like, oh, this is just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And we didn't offer or he didn't accept this offer, but it was just hilarious that he showed up in Barbados. And also he was wearing a Jays jersey oh, and he was using a Shoppers Drop Mart bag. Like, I don't know, that, that's, that's just kind honestly, of funny. But... Honestly,
1: the Blue Jays jersey probably is what shot me to 99.98. So if you're gonna blame anyone, I would blame the Jays organization um, for allowing the J shop to be open. Um, like, you know, I'm trying to start blame already, but mm. no, honestly, there was a lot. And the one thing that does bug me is that the Toronto is in Canada billboard. Yep. The fan base that put it up got Kawhi Leonard. That's tough for me.
0: They don't even have fans, man. We got to move
1: on, though. And we talked about bouncing back real quick. Mm-hmm. So I already got my eye on Giannis F- due for free agency in 2021. Yeah. What are your early
0: feelings on-, on that? Right now, it looks like a race between the Knicks and the Raptors and the Bucks. You know, what? I think this is the worst part about not signing Kawhi is that now the Bucks have a very, very clear path to the finals. Yeah, if he makes the finals, he's probably staying. And they're going to offer him, like, the super, super max, like, extension right away. What's the billboard we put up for Giannis? I think he just put up a mirror and then he can see that he's in Milwaukee. But, I mean, (laughs) um... No, but seriously, I'm, I'm probably at like a 15% for Giannis. You're 15, at 15? 15%, yeah, No yeah.
1: lessons learned. I'm at 65. How are you um, at 65? Uh, Come on. I just, you know, that's just how I am. We don't even have any players on the
0: roster yeah. 2021. It's just norm.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you guys just got to stay optimistic about life. That's another thing you're going to learn once you hit your 30s. Just want to thank everybody for watching Kawhi Watch. You know, we had a lot of fun during this run. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope yeah. you had a lot of fun watching us too. Yeah, And, you know, we're finalizing our Giannis show. I don't want to call it Freak Watch. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giannis Watch?
0: Chilof Watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be back uh, in 2021, probably in the same diner. Yeah. Thank you again for watching, and we'll see you soon.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all.